Welcome to the Yellow Peril Podcast, where we help you navigate the perilous world of Asian American identity through pop culture, sex, politics, and whatever other random stuff is currently distracting us. Welcome back, Yellow Perilers. Greetings to all you Kares, all you Chos, all you Nguyens. I'm Jeff Foki. And this is Bang. As ever, we'll be taking a look at the latest in Asian American culture and entertainment and more ways you can support racial justice and equality. Speaking of which, NBC News came out with a great list, yeah? Yeah. I mean, this came out in June 12th, but we definitely want to shout it out because it's a great summary of all the ways that you can support. So you should search for 75 ways Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders are speaking out for Black Lives. It's broken up into events. Obviously, they're all online or I think they're all online, uh, all virtual. And then fundraisers, so different fundraisers that you could support, calling elected officials, you know how to do that. Providing resources, which is donations. Let's see what else. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But it's a great list. 75 ways Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders are speaking out for black lives. And if you're interested in hearing more about what you can do, please listen to the last two episodes. Or three, even, I think. Three. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. We've done quite a bit now. We have, yeah. They should add us to this list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and as always, you know, we're going to start with ways that you could support and then transition to he's a racist she's a racist they're a racist articles and then uh end it with a little bit of a little bit of light humor i think i just want to remind our fellow brethren is that sexist brethren is sexist isn't it probably <laughs> yeah i think asian americans forget that we have a lot to thank the black community for and how much they fought for our rights as well and i think people forget and there is still a lot of Racism in the Asian American community, whether it's from bad personal anecdotal shit, but we have to remember it's more than just these small incidences. We have to stand behind and support because, and maybe this sounds selfish, but who's going to stand behind you when you need that support? Is that selfish? I think we just all need to remember we need to stand and support each other when these things happen. Correct. It's it's all that and more. You know, I think yeah. one of the things that people have been asking me is, you know, should this be a time where we, you know, raise up any Asian American violence or any racism against Asian Americans? And it's still going on. I mean, people are still telling folks to go back to China and Japan because of COVID. And I tell them, you know, it's we're that same person that's yelling that is also saying the same things to Latino, Latinx folks. Uh, saying it to black folks, Islamophobia is still happening. They're not just sort of like, there's not one one person that's sort of only going after Asian right. folks. I mean, that person is probably like going around and saying it to other folks too. So it just comes in waves and this this time it's just all coming at once. Yeah. Even if they're targeting a specific group, they're still racist. <laughs> like, yeah. Correct. Yeah. They might be like, I'm cool with them, but I'm not cool with them. You're still racist. Yeah, somebody somebody had a great line yesterday. I read I read somebody's line about like what it means to say all lives matter. The equivalent is basically if you go to somebody's wedding and then they're like, "Oh, great, you know, happy wedding day," and then you say, "Well, what about my wedding?" Right. I keep hearing that analogy too. <laughs> I got I got married last month. Like, who cares? Or some people have been using the funeral analogy. It's like you go up and like someone in your family has passed away, and you're giving a speech like, you know, this person's so important to me. This person's life mattered. And then someone in the audience saying like, well, you know, someone in my family died. What about them? It's like, uh, what <laughs> the? Sure. Yeah, I know. But th- 
this person right now, <laughs> something terrible happened. Yeah, correct. And maybe we should remind ourselves all the time, but the, the very sort of essence of Asian Americanism, which was created in the halls of UCLA and UC Berkeley, that whole identity was built from the civil rights movement. So we might as well just repeat that over and over again. And again and again. Yeah. And it's just a coincidence that both me and Oki went to... UC schools. Those particular schools. Yeah. <laughs> Go Bears! Go Bruins! I'm always shouting at the Bay Area, but today I'm shouting it out in a different way because we have two different racist events, occurrences, just racisms. So it's a, a negative shout out. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What happened? The quick one is SFO. They're calling her COVID Karen. This woman who looks like kind of like a cross between Kirsten Dunst and who would you say she looked like? Amy Adams. Amy Adams. No offense to them, of course, but no. just to paint the picture in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. You could also Google COVID Karen, but she just refuses to wear a mask while uh, arriving in SFO. You know, I would say SFO is one of the most progressive airports in the world. <laughs> kind of an odd place to not wear a mask. Yeah. But it is in America, so... Yeah. Shout out SFO. The second person, which is, I think, been getting a lot of action. I can't tell if this is happening a lot. If all of this... Do you hear about this person a lot in Oakland? I mean, uh, the thing that's been going on in Oakland at Laney College. Have you oh, been yeah. hearing about it? Because it's big news here yes. in the Bay Area. This Oakland professor, Laney College, and... For Barrio folks, you know Lady College is obviously one of the most – it's in the middle of downtown Oakland. It's one of the most progressive community colleges hmm. in the Bay. But this professor, his name is Matthew Hubbard. He sounds like he should be writing self-help books. Or a PE teacher. Told one of his students to anglicize her name because it sounds like an insult in English. And her name, it's Vietnamese, it is pronounced... Do you want me to give it a shot first? Yeah, why don't you try, try pronouncing it first? I think it's pronounced Phuc Bui. Yeah, that's okay. That's pretty close. You know, her name is Phuc Bui. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, for me, I would want you to either pronounce it exactly the way it should be mm -hmm. or anglicize it. That's just me, right? And so... And you would anglicize it how? No, for me, just to call her... For me, let's just say for me, right? My name is right. Vubang. I go yeah. by Vubang, which is the anglicized version of Vubang. Right. Right? Right. I, I know somebody who calls me Vubang, which is like 33% the way to the right way to say it. But it's weird when you hear like a mispronunciation <laughs> of your name that is never ever right. used. Like she's the only person for the last 12 years that's used it. I haven't seen her in 10 years and I just saw her last month and she said Vubong in the middle of a meeting. And everyone's like, why the fuck is she calling him Vubong? Because <laughs> you're such a stoner, man. So what I'm saying is Fukbui has been going by Fukbui, fuck, fuck uh -huh. probably, her anglicized version, for her whole life, you know, because people like Professor Hubbard cannot pronounce her name right. Mm -hmm. So just keep calling her Fukbui or whatever you want to call it. What do you, how do you pronounce her name again? Okay, how do you? Fukbui. Yeah. So essentially he said, please change your name because your name sounds like fuckboy. And I'm just surprised like a 50-year-old white man knows the term fuckboy. <laughs> like he's out there waiting in line for Yeezys or something. I bet he doesn't know the term. I think he's just saying literally. Does he? This sounds like these two words. And he doesn't realize how hip he is being also while being an asshole. No. No, you you think that he just magically came up with the term "fuckboy" in his head? I'd be I'd be impressed at that. 
Yes. Okay. Well, I, I'm gonna. Your, do you think your parents know the term fuckboy? I I think that he's been hanging out with uh, the cool kids. That's true. He is. I mean, he does work with younger kids. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I could be wrong. So maybe he thinks he's really cool for knowing the term fuckboy. Yeah. But then I feel like that's kind of a cool term. Well, I mean, no, it's not. Anyways, I'm going to run around in circles of that one in my head for a while. I saw I saw another Instagram of the guy, what he looks like. He looks like, in the photo, he's got short hair. But in the video, it looks he looks like Gary Busey on a bad day. Well, he's probably been quarantined for so long, he hasn't been able to get a haircut. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But then, so his exact words were... You know, please change your name. If I if I went to your country and my name sounded like what is it? Eat a dick, he said. Yeah. Then I would go by a different name. Yeah. Well, let's just call him Eat a Dick now then. <laughs> yeah. Let's just call him that's good. That's your new Vietnamese name. <laughs> Eat a dick. That's actually a pretty cool name. Eat a dick. Eat a dick. Yeah. COVID Karen though, I mean the problem with Googling COVID Karen's name is you might get a lot of different COVID Karen instances right now. Really? I've seen one in New York where I think an Asian woman in New York, everyone's wearing masks. This one woman isn't. The Asian woman goes to the manager and is like, can you make a rule? Like, I, we just want to feel safe. Like, can you make a rule that people can't come in here without a mask? And this white woman hears it and starts cussing her out and like spits on them and then takes her food and leaves. And she didn't realize she was being filmed. And you see her reaction when she sees the camera on her. It's pretty priceless. Wow. Spitting on somebody even before COVID is an assault, I assume, right? I think so. Absolutely. I mean, if it isn't, then definitely now, right? I mean, if you spit on somebody and they get COVID and they die, I mean, that should be like... That's some sort of form of, yeah. Second degree murder, right? Absolutely. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but that feels right. Oh, speaking of lawyer, we got to... We have to... We made a mistake. We kept our, our good friend Chung... What did we say? We're talking about Space Force. I just want to shout this out real fast. He said we kept using copyright as a verb or trademark. Who cares? Anyways, we apologize. We fucked up. We know. Okay. (laughs) All right. But that's why we need Sean. So we're going to spend the next 20 minutes explaining the difference between a copyright and a trademark. Go check out Chung's. You can skip ahead. (laughs) Oh, and also just to clarify, Space Force was invented. Before by donald trump right and then like a day later they i'm gonna use it wrong they submitted a trademark is that right that sounds right and got it before the white house did correct that sounds right so the white house can't use it now the u.s government cannot use it technically yes yeah so ha michelle Carre is in entertainment news again a, she has, her new show finally came out. We talked about this a couple episodes ago, Karma. It's on HBO Max. It's a reality show where they take kids. It's sort of like a survivor style. I have yet to watch it. It just came out a couple days ago. Looks good. It teaches kids how to be good people while building team building skills. And she's like, one line that captured my attention in the trailer is, you know, there's a big prize on the line. You know, there's a lot of you know, a lot to win, but how do you want to be remembered? And I was like, wow, that's, no one says that shit on a reality show, you know what I mean? <laughs> no one cares about how they're going to be remembered necessarily on a reality show, right? But I feel like that's a pretty cool message for kids. I just appreciate what Michelle Carey does, her message that she tries to share on her channel and all the content she makes. But there's another reason she's in the news right now. Two filmmakers, 
gamed the box office currently, because there are no blockbusters coming out right now, they realized that they only needed to make like 20 grand or so to be the number one movie in America right now. There are no movies going over 20K per week, right? They decide to do a 30-minute short film all shot on Zoom with YouTube stars as well as one of the actors from Ozark. They spend $0 on this. They did a process which is called four-walling when a, a studio to raise their numbers will book a whole theater, buy all the seats out, and play the movie. They did this. Their movie went number one. <laughs> they spent $0. It's pretty hilarious. And I watched it. You can actually watch it right now for $4 on Vimeo. It's only 30 minutes long. Is it good? Eh. But I love horror, so it's not terrible. The acting's surprisingly okay, actually, for a bunch of YouTube stars. And I mean, the guy from Ozark is pretty great. You're not going to watch it, are you? No. <laughs> I'm just not a huge YouTuber guy. That's all. All your cousins are, man. They know what fuckboy is. They know who Michelle Carey is. They know... Are people still people still saying fuckboy? Is that a thing? No, probably not. <laughs> Do people still say ABG? <laughs> ABGs probably still say ABGs. Damn it, I just learned a new word today and now I can't remember what it is. Oh, this was weird. You know the website Ars Technica? Yes. So fans of Ars Technica or people that consider themselves like very, you know, engineering tech fans, they call themselves Arsians. And I was like, did they misspell Asians? Oh. I'm like, oh, no, now I get it. Ars Technica Arsians. I don't know. New fun web term. I'm trying to teach people. Stay hip, everybody. How do you spell that? A-R-S-I-A-N-S. It looks like Asians, but with an R. That's why I was like, what's going on here? But yeah. Have you been watching Watchmen at all? Have you, well, that was a weird line. Watching Watchmen? Did you watch Watchmen? The TV show. I watched the first episode. It's on my list, especially now. In some ways, I'm kind of glad I waited this long because with this context of everything going on, it just seems much more relevant now. Absolutely. I'm certainly going to watch it again. We bring it up because, well, A, it is relevant. B, it also won a 2019 Peabody Award, which is pretty amazing and rightfully deserved. If you haven't watched it, it is, it's great. Whether it was relevant or not, it's great. Because it's relevant, it's even greater, I guess. Can I say that? It starts off the first episode. I'll try not to spoil too much for people that haven't watched it or for Vubang. But it starts off with the, what would you call it? I mean, the Tulsa Massacre? It's called the Tulsa, Tulsa Massacre, yeah. Yeah, which I didn't know. And I think a lot of people didn't know. And even um, the writer, Damon Lindelof, he, I've seen a lot of interviews with him. And he's like... He didn't even really know about it, but he, part of the purpose of what he wanted to do was to shed light on this terrible thing that he couldn't believe he had no idea about. And I think... So, the, I mean, the story is he, he brought up, he brought up the fact that he wanted to do the, you know, have the, the Tulsa Massacre shown in the show some, somewhere and told the writer's room that they should put it in. Right. And they said... Eventually, they were like, okay, we'll put it in the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, and that's where a lot, I mean, I can't spoil too much, but 
when I first saw it. Well, you could say, I mean, I haven't seen it, but you can basically say these things, right? It starts off with a Tulsa massacre, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a second because Donald Trump spent this weekend in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and there's protests and there's masks. I mean, I don't know how much more accurate you can get in predicting the future than that. <laughs> Is there more that you could say other than spoiling it? I guess that's enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I think when I watched it, though, because it's set in a, this fictional world where you're like, oh, yeah, Nixon is president and Robert Redford is pre- not that Nixon wasn't president. But, yeah, you know, in the world of Watchmen, Nixon remains and doesn't resign in this world. Robert Redford becomes president in this world. You know, it's an alternate reality. So literally, I don't I didn't know about the Tulsa massacre. So when they showed it, I'm like, oh, this must be like an alternate history and then i come to find out that it's completely true and that's frightening to me that i didn't know that so you know what a thank you watchmen i guess thank you damon lindelof thank you to all the creators for shedding light on this thing that i think a lot of people weren't aware of yeah and thank you donald trump for uh holding your uh first campaign rally for the 2020 election in tulsa oklahoma so we could all talk about the tulsa massacre again a day after juneteenth which apparently he's also you know thanks to donald trump for so he says shedding light on juneteenth (laughs) yeah which will hopefully be a holiday national holiday yeah that'd be amazing did you watch any of the speech i just googled donald trump tulsa Mm -hmm. audience because i just wanted to see photos of the audience i saw one just to see how many seats were empty i was going to send you one photo A, I mean, look, granted, everyone's entitled to their own opinions. I'm just surprised when I see people of color at these rallies. Does it surprise you? It doesn't surprise you that much, but it surprises me. It doesn't surprise me because the percentages, I mean, you know, was it 6% of black folks voted for Trump? So there's got to be that one person that he can find that's in Oklahoma to show up. Yeah. And then X number of folks that are Latinx, Asian American, so forth. Yeah. There's a pretty just depressing video of CNN interviewing people at the rally. And some are well-spoken, but there's this one young girl who's like, yeah, I wasn't scared of the pandemic. I'm not scared of this virus. It's not as, it's just like a weaker flu. I'm like, what? <laughs> but the, the one photo, I'm going to send it to you later. It's a shot of the crowd. And I'm like, huh, okay, there's a black gentleman. And the woman next to him is his Asian girlfriend. I'm like, interesting, interesting. Very interesting. If it was like an Oklahoma City Thunder basketball game, and imagine you walking in and you're black and your your girlfriend is Asian, and then the Oklahoma City Thunder PR guy comes and it's like, oh, your tickets are in the upper deck. How would you like to sit front row behind <laughs> behind the bench? And then they get moved in and you're sitting among all the people of color that are there within the camera frame. And then just outside the camera frame, everybody is white. That's pretty much what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. That you'd be really excited because you get front row seats to see uh, the Thunder. Yeah. But instead of the Thunder, it's Donald Trump. Yeah. Granted, the rally didn't go as well as Trump had hoped, clearly. So my question is, so, you know, we've been reading a lot about K-pop fans mm-hmm. picking up all of these free tickets online. My question is, because they flooded the requests and got all the tickets online, does that mean people who wanted to go to get tickets could not get the tickets? No, no. It was just a reservation. Or just overestimate. A huge overestimation. Okay. You'll see, as always, there's an edit of Fox News reports of people saying, we have a million 
re- reservations. We have over a million reservations. The the stadium only holds what they say. 18,000 people. So we have to build a second outside stage to hold the overflow crowd. (laughs) And there'll be a second speech by Trump given there. They canceled that. Nobody was outside at that second stage because they didn't even fill the stadium. What what I want to know, I mean, they obviously blamed the protesters and said that turned people away. But what I want to know is when these K-pop stands... I meant fans. Sorry, guys. I really did did mean fans. No, you're cool. You're hip. I, you could say stands. Yeah, you could say stands. They I are stands. stands, right? Yeah. Stands is in the, the dictionary. Yeah. It, it is. It's in the dictionary. The Urban Dictionary. Can we call it the Urban Dictionary anymore? No, it's in the regular dictionary now. Stands is in the regular dictionary. Oh, is it? Nice. Yeah, it got added a few, you know. Did Fuckboy? Shout out to M- Eminem. Stan- I'm going to name my kid a Stan Fuckboy. <laughs> That's a great day. So what I want to know is when they make a reservation, are they putting in the name of their favorite K-pop singer then? Or they come up with like fake names like Stan Smith? (laughs) Or is it like, why are all these Korean pop star names popping up in the guest list? Yeah, I don't know. That'd be great. They have to. I hope so. But I mean, I doubt all these millions of reservations are not checking every name to see if they're real. All they care about is, did you give us an email? Is it different from another one? You can't repeat another email, right? The best part, too, is all the TikTokers were giving excuses as to why they can't go. Like, oh, like, I have to go walk my dog's goldfish. Or (laughs) it's just like ridiculous excuses. I want to read uh, AOC's uh, Twitter. It's pretty great. Says she says actually in response to you know the, the Trump campaign blaming all sorts of things for folks the million people not showing up, she says actually you got rocked by teens on TikTok who flooded the Trump campaign with fake ticket reservations and tricked you into believing a million people wanted your white supremacist open mic enough to pack an arena during COVID. Shout out to Zoomers, y'all make me proud. K-pop allies, we see and appreciate your contributions in the fight for justice too. Goddamn. First of all, what are what are Zoomers? Gen Z. Is it? Yeah. Boomers and Zoomers. That makes sense. Come on, Grandpa Vu. Come on, Grandpa Vu. That's Vu. pretty cool. I mean, I, I thought I was I thought I was a Zoomer because I'm on Zoom six hours a day, but <laughs> for work, but whatever. I also I just can't believe Alexandria Ocasio or Cortez is actually referring to K pops K pop folks as allies. It's amazing. Yeah. Hey. Elections coming up. <laughs> just gotta get those votes. I, I'm gonna start a countdown. I mean do you remember those the the previous countdowns that we had during the internet were bad when when people turn a certain age? Those were oh, terrible. I can't condone yeah. that. But I want to start at Alexandra Ocasio Ocasio Cortez countdown when she turns thirty five when she's old enough to be president. Oh wow! Is that weird? I think that's amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be that's awesome? That's a fucking brilliant idea. Yeah. Let's submit a trademark. We should delete that. Let's submit a trademark. I almost said <laughs> let's trademark that. The AOC countdown. Yeah. There's got to be. Let's see if it's real. It's got to be real. If it's not, then let's spend the $17 to make it real, right? Yeah. Let's do it right now. We're AOC doing it on the, sh- on the show. Oh. What? It exists already? It, yeah. You're just kidding me. Really? Yeah. It says AOC world ending countdown. That must be the right. That sounds negative. It does. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez age 35 countdown. Yeah. It already exists. 
AOClegalitycountdown.com. AOC is going to be legally able to be president in four years, 114 days, six hours, four minutes, 20 seconds as of now. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, there's some bad ones out there, though. No, it looks like shit. No, no, no. I meant like Amazon has stuff that's sold to conservatives. Like Amazon has an actual clock down with her dressed like the Grim Reaper. Oh. That says the world will end in 12 years. Obviously, we want to do one that's positive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of Trump and his racist, supremacist bullshit, he called it Kung Flu again. I mean, he knows his audience. I mean, it is Tulsa. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. No. Let me look up the percentage of a, percent, the Asian population of Tulsa. Of Asians? Hmm. Yeah. Can I get your guess? 6%. 2.3. Wow. Six is, the, six is the national average. I mean, six is the national number. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. So Asians, yeah, 2.3%. 0.5% Indian, 0.4% Vietnamese. Wow. Shout out Vietnamese from Oklahoma. Don't stereotype me for being good at math. <laughs> 5.3 Native American. There's more Native Americans in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Because that's their land. They were there first. We pushed them out. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Congratulations to all the classes of 2020, by the way. What a year to graduate. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to shout out Evergreen High School, which graduated 76 and wins this year. That's it? Just kidding. Congratulations. I'm sure, yeah, the peak. And then uh, I, I saw this really cool video where Chris Pine and John Cho celebrated graduation day together. Physically together or on a Zoom call? No, no, no. It was just on Zoom. They did a video. Okay. Um, and they called their, they called them, they went under the name Bronson Pine Cho, which is cute, which I don't think the class of 2020 would get. I don't get it. Like Bronson Pincho. Got it. But it's spelled Pine yeah. Cho. Now I get it. Sorry. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Hilarious. Perfect stranger. Shout out. Balky Bar talking this. Shout out. This probably means that Star Trek is coming back though, right? It's got to be. If they're still hanging out. Probably not. I feel like they're just good friends since filming. It always seemed like they were good friends. I actually think they met in college, if my calculations go right. I'm going to say probably not. Anyway. Yeah. You just want to what? shout out UC Berkeley and <laughs> be like... You don't think a school of 40,000 people would know each other? Oh, no, God, no. I don't know, dude. God, no. Can't neither confirm. Yeah, unless they were taking acting classes together, but I don't think John Cho was taking acting classes at Berkeley then. He was in English school. Yeah, see? English for school. See? See? Just saying. Shout out to the GOAT, John Cho, though. You've heard of The Blacklist. I have not, no. You could talk about it. The Blacklist is... I actually do check it out from time to time to see, but basically it is a list of scripts that have been passed on, but... It's compiled by a group that say they're amazing scripts that for some reason were passed on. A lot of these scripts do sometimes eventually get made, though. Granted, of course, there's still not a lot of Asian American representation on, these, on this blacklist. Blacklist, by the way, has nothing to do with, you know, color or anything. It just happens to be the name of the list. So, but maybe there needs to be like a yellow or brown list is all I'm saying. Luckily... CAPE, Coalition of Asian Pacifics and Entertainment, have just recently partnered with Blacklist. Is this recent? Yes, very recent. To make sure that more Asian content is being represented on this list. To, they're going to make a similar list with focusing on AAPI writers. But, for example, some of the films that have been on past Blacklists have included Juno, Argo, The King's Speech. So again, like, 
Hollywood execs, a lot of people are passing on all these scripts. Hollywood execs take a look at the scripts and then kind of vote or just choose like scripts that they pass for some reason that haven't been produced. And again, people might go back to this list and be like, oh shit, why did we pass on this? And they get made. But some of these scripts sit around for ages, right? I guess it's just sad to see how many, even after all the AAPI content that is being made, Crazy Rich Asians and Fresh Off the Boat, Always Be My Maybe to All the Boys I've Loved Before, The Farewell. We've had a lot of great hits in the past. <laughs> I guess it's only been two years, really, right? When did Crazy Rich Asians come out? I want to say three years now. Yeah, I guess it's been a while. I think it's been two. Yeah. I'm going to say two, maybe one and a half. Regardless, why, like, shouldn't there be a surge coming? There should be a surge, but I guess everything's locked down. There's not a lot of production right now. But hopefully with this list, Cape and the Blacklist working together, maybe a lot of those passed by scripts will get picked up and get in front of the executives. Yeah, and, and the latest, and this latest list, which was the collaboration between the Coalition of Asian Pacifics and Entertainment and Blacklist, I think they pointed out four movies. There's 10 total features and 10 television pilots that were on the list. But the, the four that this article mentions seem, I mean, they're, they're movies I would watch. 50,000, it's about a widowed Indian woman who starts a illicit green card marriage brokering business and then encounters a nice officer at the airport. Another one is called Tighter. It's a story about an Asian American woman whose life turns towards a dark path when she rolls, enrolls in a Japanese bondage or how do you say this? Shibari? Shibari. Workshop? Shibari. Shibari? Shibari. Did I say that right? I think so. Another movie called Mother Daughter uh, is about an unlikely friendship that develops between an undocumented Asian mother and a transgender teen. Wow. And the last one mentioned is called Wonderland. It's about a preteen navigating Las Vegas while trying to keep her mother's gambling habit under control. Oof. Those are, those are things I'd watch. Yeah, they all sound great. I was worried because I thought that said tiger, but it says tighter. So... Thank goodness. Shout out to these movies not having the word dragon or tiger in them. Seriously. Bravo. I applaud you all. <laughs> Says the podcast called Yellow Peril. <laughs> I mean, we could change the title to Two Drunk Guys, like the first idea we had. Uh, maybe we just called Peril. Didn't we think about that? Just Peril. Yeah. Perilous. Peril. Sure. I don't know. Tell us what you think, everybody. Do you like the... I don't know. Let us know what you think. Thanks for listening, Yellow Parallers. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you find your favorite podcast. Or just tell your smart speaker to play the Yellow Peril podcast, and boom, we're there. Do you have a comment or question you'd like to share with us, or an event project or story you think we'd appreciate? Call and leave a voicemail at 845-2-YELLOW, that's 845-293-5509, or email us at yellowperilpod at gmail.com, or why not follow us and drop a comment on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, please consider subscribing, following, leaving us a review, and supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash yellowperil. If you support us on Patreon, you also receive rewards, which include stickers, mugs, t-shirts, or even a guest spot on the show. This episode was brought to you, as ever, with the help of our editor, John Uriarte. Before we go to end the show, it's our karaoke closer in honor of those K-pop stands. Vu Bang's going to sing us out with another amazing rendition of there's only one k-pop song i listen to all the time i don't even know if you even call it k-pop p.s did you hear size coming back with like a second version of kongnam style or something oh god no, no no but i think it's supposed to be apparently very 
relevant for right now. Woke? Yes. Oh, my God. But I'm hoping it's sort of just a fuck you, Trump. Do you think it's going to be like the equivalent to the, the Vietnamese jingle? Washing your hands? For COVID, washing our hands? But for like race relations in America? Maybe. Or about Trump? I'm, I wonder if it's about Trump. I wonder. So he just said, I'm about to release something and that's it? Yeah. I, I listened to a lot of, uh, I guess he's considered K-pop. His name is Dean. Have you heard of him? He does more like American R&B-ish. I trust you. But yeah, he has a song with, he has a song with Sid the Kid from uh, the internet. <laughs> so I'm going to sing Love Oh, like by Dean featuring Sid. You mean the band The Internet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the internet. You're being like <laughs> Grandpa Vubing again, like, you know, from that thing, the internet. I saw it on the internet there. Got it. Okay. Oh, but when the internet first got famous, I was like, well, oh, man, how are they going to, how are they going to break through their name? Because if you search for them, you're just going to get the internet. But after you, if you search for the internet, they're like the second or third hit now, which means, you know, that's pretty impressive if you name yourself the internet. Very confusing. You give me something I need in my life. Second to nothing, you come, baby. Told you I love you. You told me you might. Tell me why you're fronting, babe. Say you want to take it slow. When you're ready, let me know. I know somewhere we can go to unwind. Leave your troubles in the past and give love another chance. You got questions, I got answers tonight. I got intentions, baby. But I'm getting restless, babe. I need your blessing, baby. I'll love you if you let me, baby. I know, 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 I know. Wow, this song is all about consent. It's pretty cool. Did you did you notice the lyrics? I know. Yeah, it's a love song about consent. That's great. Wow, finally. See, you can make you can make very politically correct love songs nowadays. Totally. It seems pretty. I'm talking specifically to Robin Thicke right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. I thought you were like talking to me. <laughs> I'm like, what have I done? Jeez. That was beautiful. You have a voice of an angel. And I felt transported to Korea, South Korea, to be more specific. <laughs> South Korea. Yeah. How do you say, I looked up how to say angel in uh, Korean and it's Chonsa. Sounds pretty good. Just in case you want to call me um, Angel in Korean. Chonsa? Chonsa. Okay. Yeah. Chonsa Vubong. <laughs> All right.